You're listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network located at anchor.fm slash WCMJ. This is a sports podcast based that talks about NBA, football, and anything else that can come to the sports fan mind. We stick to the educated and the diehard fans, as well as the casual listener as well. Our show is brought to you by New Taylor & Associates, located at newlawoffice.com. You can also check out our wonderful sponsors, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, located at facebook.com backslash Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Strip Cam Fun also helps bring you this podcast, as well as our sponsors at Stay Classy Meats, where you can use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order of the freshest meat available in the United States. Now, let's take it over to our host. Here's Nate and Tim bringing you this week's edition of Wide Men Can't Jump. You done? No. Uh, <laughs> Are you done now? Yeah. All right, now you're done? Well, welcome so. to Wide Men Can't Jump. <laughs> because you can, Tim, you can leave that in. I'm going to. Yeah. No, that's good. Because Tim was just fumble farting around with God knows what over there. I had a I had a senior moment. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded like you just kept dropping a quarter into the cup holder over and over again. Well, you know, you couldn't see? <laughs> I could see, actually. Was, all I heard was Oh, well, that was me dropping and fumbling the mic repeatedly because I had a senior moment. <laughs> All seniors should have life alert. Yeah, if you're over, are you over 50? <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back to Wide Men Can't Jump. We apologize for our tardiness, but uh, we stated years ago when starting the show. By the way, Tim, can you believe it's almost been four years? October will be four years that we've been doing this. Yes. <laughs> yes, and I believe every second of it. <laughs> it's been a long four years. <laughs> four years has went by since we started doing this podcast uh, come October, but uh, we always said that real life came first here, and we had a real a real life uh, moment over the past week. Uh, you know, just things came up. No emergencies, thank thank goodness, but just things that had to things that had to happen, but. We're happy to bring you this episode here on this as we record lovely Sunday and uh, it should be out as soon as we're done recording. I'm going to put it out. So we apologize for the delay, of course, but uh, uh, are we doing shout outs first or last? Go ahead and shout out some people while we're here. Well, we got to shout out our usuals, but we got some more. I've learned some more things. Oh, Uh, okay. All right. So Nick is now Nick the needle Hoff. The needle. (laughs) <laughs> and he'll know why when he hears it. Uh, apparently, there was some discussion earlier about how do I put this? Um, there was a discussion about Nick's uh, size, but it, oh, it wasn't. In, but it wasn't in reference to that. Oh. And then it and then it went to there, and then he. Oh no! He, and then it became he is now Nick the Needlehoff, and we'll leave oh, it at no. that. Oh um, no! And then we've got. Uh, Bogus causing trouble as usual. Uh, that's our bogus. Did you see the dancing, dancing Giadas? Did you see that? I, I did. I did see that. Did you see his comment though? I didn't see his comment. What was his comment? Oh, his comment was that the, 
I, I said she dances just like her father, and he said, "Yeah, I should have. Bu- if I'd have busted my moves out in that mall, I would have embarrassed everyone." <laughs> They'd have played the the uh, uh, bush league theme over the mall. Oh man! Yeah, I should have called those people. <laughs> we got to get them to play it like at his school, like right in the middle of the day, just busted out. I got just... I got to find somebody in that school system. I know people that know people. There's six. <laughs> like de- a, there's six like de- eleven. There's six degrees to Nathan Bush, I'm telling you. There is. It's it's like 11.15 on a Tuesday morning, and out of nowhere, Bush League comes on. (laughs) All right, kids, we're going to ask you to please open your books to Bush League. (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Boggus, what are you doing up on your desk? (laughs) Sorry, children, I have to do this. I'm contractually obligated. (laughs) It's West Virginia law. Um, do want to give a shout out to the bell to bell guys, Bobby blaze, Jeremy Vilmer for having me on the show last week. Uh, I thought that was really cool. So appreciate them bringing me on talking a little wrestling on the bell to bell with Bobby blaze. So that was fun. I got to thank them for, uh, the, the Baker votes, which anyone who knows what that's about knows. Don't need to go into it. I went ahead and I, I casted my vote as well. I saw, I think I had to bribe Bobby though with the wonder bars. Yeah, yeah, you got to pay him in one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to, I got to get him some Wonder Bars. Vilmir, I don't know. I'm eh. Not sure. Not he's sure in, how to get it. Not sure how Ca- to get a. Yeah, he's in California. He's but in I'm not California, sure to, everything out there is a Wonder Bar. I mean, I'm. I don't know how to get him a cask of scotch. <laughs> I don't either. Which is kind of, I think, what he sort of, kind of hinted at on the show. He prefer alcohol. Yeah, Talk sounds to. like sounds like Vilmer. Sounds like it was le- less dangerous than uh, than chocolate for him. So. Fair yeah. enough. Um, who else we got? Uh, you know, we're still looking for. Uh, Naj is still MIA. I don't know whatever happened to him. Uh, we're still. We we have no idea. Still on the hunt for Sweet Lou. Yeah, we have no idea what happened to Lou. Um, speaking of, hold on. Speaking of a Lou thing, um, we all know Lou Holtz, correct? Yes. Uh, yeah, a real real son of a bitch, Lou Holtz. Legendary Notre Dame head coach. Yes, a real son of a bitch. Um, so why, why are you calling him son of a bitch? I, I do not like Lou Holtz <laughs> at all. I'm not a Lou Holtz guy. Based on what? Just never been a fan. But still, like, why, why the dislike? Because he's not a good football analyst. Like, good coach, fine. I mean, you can be oh, coach, okay. So, fine. yeah, you don't like watching him on the telecast. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that I can be. Okay. Uh, so, some, apparently, Lou Holtz was on an episode of, uh, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel, where they do the mean tweets. You know, have you ever yeah. watched that? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So, somebody apparently tweeted to Lou Holtz, and, and this is verbatim. Lou Holtz looks like a creepy ventriloquist puppet and sounds like Daffy Duck. And I laughed uncontrollably. <laughs> I, think I, I think I saw one when it was and it was years. I'm pretty sure it was Danny Bonaducci. Oh yeah, Danny Bonaducci. And the mean tweet was uh, Danny Bonaducci looks like a hot pocket that's been left in the microwave too long. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, mm, I guess if it exploded and. Pizza sauce all over for that's, the red hair, pretty, maybe. That's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> Some of them are just cruel, and like about you know they, she's you know they they smell like body parts and all kinds of crazy shit that people are brave enough to tweet at celebrities. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a lot of them are pretty 
crazy, but that one just made me laugh. That Lou Holtz looks like a ventriloquist. Oh, I know something else, and we missed it. Too. Go ahead. There, sh- Go ahead. there should have been, there might have to be a belated song. It's uh, the great and powerful Danielle Hoff's birthday came and went. Oh yeah, happy birthday, Danielle, Doctor Danielle Hoff. She's now, uh, I believe, eighteen. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Doctor Hoff to you, sir, and, and yet still eighteen somehow. Yeah, Doogie Hauser, man, crazy how uh, that works. And with child, and only eight, just turning eighteen. Huh. Nick, <laughs> I ain't touching that one. Um, <laughs> somebody did. Anyway, Danielle obviously is not eighteen, but <laughs> nineteen. She'll probably tell you. <laughs> Anyway, let's. Uh, we're not going to have a super, super long episode today. Uh, we're just going to hit the hoops today. We're drunk. <laughs> well, it's Sunday. It's the day of rest. Uh, we, we're just going to hit the hoops today, talk a little bit about what's going on in the NBA, the playoffs. Uh, when we come back on, we should be back, I'm thinking Wednesday. We're going to dive into some really cool stuff. I'm going to preview that episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about unwritten rules in sports, and if I, if all goes according to plan, special guest Jeff will be back to talk. Uh, special guest, more like just guy who randomly stops by a lot. Jeff, almost permanent co-host Jeff. Yes, okay. yes. Uh, we tried to get Tr on this week, but uh, was unable to reach him for for comment. So uh, I'm just going to assume he's saying, "Go Sixers, fuck the process." So that's a. a well, I, I don't know. Didn't it? Weren't those calls forwarded to uh, Colorado? <laughs> <laughs> to the Coors Factory? Jesus. <laughs> but, um, and we're going to preview unwritten rules in sports. So we're going to talk about baseball, basketball, football, hockey, unwritten rules. Tim is going to bring us up to date Wednesday on the Stanley Cup Ooh. and what's going on there. I'll have a con- I'll have a concussion and suspension count ready for everyone. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Um, I'm also if Phil Mickelson ends up winning the PGA Championship today, I'm going to talk about how I almost made twenty four thousand uh, dollars, but didn't because I'm an idiot. But uh, yeah, and then we're going to talk about Marshall Marshall University winning the NCAA Soccer Championship. What Tim? <laughs> Because the stories we, stories I stories that could be told, stories that could be told about that event, uh, the amount of money that I've lost. Oh, all right. On the flip side, it wasn't any in mind. We also have won um, a significant amount, and and Phil, uh, as a quick update, after uh, Phil uh, just finished the ninth hole, is still up by two shots. Still up by two. Let me just go ahead and, and tell you. The odds for Mickelson to win the PGA Championship were like two forty to one. A hundred dollar bet would have got you twenty four thousand dollars if he wins. And I was legitimately talking to some friends about, you know, that's almost worth a play. It really is worth a play. But alas, you know alas. full, you know full well, Nathan. You need to put money on that game or on yeah, that he wouldn't he wouldn't have made the cut. He'd have went out and broke his leg on the first drive. Yeah, probably. No, 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 you know, no, he would no, that would have been too easy. <laughs> he, he'd have had a three foot putt for a win and and hold out and lost by a shot. That's what would have happened to us. Yeah, that's about usually the way it goes. Speaking of which, go ahead. 
Um, one, one seeds versus eight seeds, Nathan. Yeah. In the, in the NBA playoffs. Uh, how many times do you think the eighth seed has actually beat the one seed? It's more than you think. It's not, actually. It's not anyway. really. It's not a lot, but I know it's, it has happened. It has I, happened. Hey, let me That's think true. here. I do know that the Mavericks beat or were beat at, by the Warriors one year. That is correct. You have one of them. 2007. I want to say somebody upset the Rockets one year. They were a one seed. I think it was, was it 96? The Rockets were a one and got upset? Nope. We have, uh, it's only happened five times. Five times. Okay. Since the, they've changed to that system. The best of seven. Correct. Okay. Uh, See, 96, uh, it would have been a best of five. Well, no, it's only happened five times, period. It's only happened. Oh, okay. It's only happened, uh, I believe, three times since they went to seven. Okay. Well, I knew the Warriors beat the Mavericks. That that the, one I remember. Um, the Denver Nuggets beat Seattle in 94. Yeah, that was it. That was, that was the one. Seattle. That, that was the big surprise. Uh, in 99, the Knicks beat the Heat three games to two off a uh, oh. uh, poor Allen Houston. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, okay, 07 that Warriors. That was the lockout season, too. Warriors, Mavericks, which you got. Uh, 2011, Memphis beat San Antonio. Oh, wow, they did, didn't they? Four games to two. Forgot about that. And then the, mo- the last one, which even that's already a, almost 10 years ago, the 76ers beat the Bulls. Uh, see, I don't remember that one. Four games to two. And that's that is the game and series where uh, Derrick Rose got hurt. Derrick Rose got hurt. Okay, yeah, it was the MVP year. Okay, that yeah. now that makes so, more sense. And that's it. And I believe it's been seventy-eight. I think they said that today seventy-eight, five out of seventy-eight. Yeah. So the percentages, if you're an eight seed, are not particularly good. Well, I don't see any eight seed this year winning uh, a series. Before we get to the to the to that, let's let's back up. Let's talk about uh, the play-in games. Um, what do you think of this? The the play-in tournament. Are you a fan? Do you or do you not like it? What do you think? Um, uh, you know what? Not enough information to go on. Only one season, and I believe everybody that was supposed to win should have. Correct? Nope. nope. The Wizards. Well, okay. Well, okay. So you had one. And one. So, so I guess if you're satisfied with one, Wait a minute, hold position, on, was it? Was it? When, no, no, I take no, because the because the Celtics won and the Pacers won, right? So they were both okay. No, it's Memphis. Memphis got they in. They were both favorites. Me- Memphis were the ones that weren't supposed to get in that did. And because well, Memphis won two in a row. Okay, but Memphis yeah, but they, beat but San they, Antonio. Right, but in the first four games, everybody who was supposed to win did. Yes. So then, okay, all bets off at that point. Then the the Wizards and the Pacers had identical records. So they were both 34 and 38, and the Wizards won. So I guess if that you want to count that one. And then Memphis was a game worse than Golden State. And I think Golden State only lost because they pretty much shot their bolt against the Lakers. And, and still lost that game. And, and still lost. So, well, play some defense. But anyway... Imagine um, here. Here was my argument in all this. I love the. I love this idea, and a lot of people are like, "Well, why?" Because it makes the regular season useless. It's like it doesn't, though. 
But in if my you, opinion. If you're the better team, you should win. Well, here here's my argument, because a lot of people are saying, well, this, you know, if you do this, this hurts the regular season. This, you know, first off, these are teams that otherwise would be tanking. Because let's be honest here, the Spurs, were they looking to get into the playoffs? No, they were too far back. Memphis really had didn't really have much of a shot to get in either if the regular season continued. But this prevented those teams from taking their starters out. It made some of those later yeah. games in the season more interesting. Then you get into the play-in tournament. That generated, look at how many sponsors the play-in tournament had. I mean, it was brought to you by like State Farm and, and Nike and, and all this. They threw more money at the NBA for this play-in tournament because they knew people were going to tune in. It's, it's more games. It's more eyes on the product. It's more advertising. Here's, my, here's what I think. I think if you keep it, and I think you, sh- I think they should. I think they should cut this regular season from eighty-two games down to eighty. And that way, if you got to play in the playing tournament, you're not playing extra. There's no way with the ratings that those games got. Oh, they were no, great ratings. There, there ain't no way they ain't playing them next year. I yeah, I, I don't right see, now. I don't see them pulling out of those games at all. I think the only, say, yeah. Yeah, the only way they don't play them is if some for some reason the NH, the NFL uh, yeah the, the PA is not on board. I know a lot of the players aren't exactly thrilled with it because they don't like the idea of having to play their way in. Which I see their point a little bit. Yeah, it makes the regular season. I don't think it devalues the regular season because you still got to get there. But at the same time, wouldn't you rather be the seven seed than the nine there's, seed trying to play your way in? There's a very conclusive award for getting into that top six now. Well, that and that top, the top eight still is a reward because seven and eight win one game and you're in. Right, but you can, or but you, if you're, but you can or still or finish you seventh and not make it at all. Right? Well, no, that's lose. true, but th- but you've got to lose two games as opposed to being a nine or ten and having to win two games. I mean, you're not old enough to remember, and I'm not either. But I was reading that there was a great amount of like when they first went to the one versus eight thing. Yeah, that that was well, nobody liked that, but it was done to you know try to convince teams not to tank. Yeah. So and then people have done as we've seen in previous years, franchises have done that anyway. So, if you're looking at it from that angle, I, yeah, I'd agree with you. I mean, it's not boring. No, like it made so, those games exciting. It made them mean something. Whereas we would have been sitting here watching, not saying that NBA regular season games aren't exciting, they can be, but the playoff atmosphere was in the air for those games. Even though most of the games weren't super close, like they were contested <laughs> games, no. but... But if you're like, okay, if you were a Memphis Grizzlies fan before the playoffs started, you're probably, or maybe, you know, okay, before, I'll go back further. If you were a Grizzlies fan last year, and then you're looking at, all right, this year, what is the chances that we're actually going to make the playoffs? Not very good. Suddenly now, your team is in in there, and that's a fan base that wasn't going to get a sniff previously. And they got a chance. They're probably going to get killed by Utah, but you never know, right? I mean, once they start playing, all bets are off at that point. So yeah. I don't know. It doesn't. Obviously, like Utah is going to be the favorite in the series. And I like an argument somebody made about the play-in tournament. 
outside of the Lakers this year, who, you know, may or, they may be considered the best seven seed in history. Because yeah. maybe, I mean, that's argumentative. But outside of that, were any of those other teams going to make it to an NBA championship game? Was Memphis, was San Antonio, was Washington, was Unless Boston? They, like I said, I mean, it's going to take some... Uh... Unless something extravagant happens. I don't right. see any of yeah. those teams going to an NBA Finals. You know, somebody's like, somebody's going to have to get hurt on another going, team yeah. or that kind of thing before there's barring a major miracle. So, so in my opinion, you're having these teams play to extend their season. And I think that's a good thing. Instead of just saying, okay, well, season's over. Let's pack it up. No, hey, you guys want to play some more? You want a shot at playing? You want to give yourself a chance? Here, earn your way in. Well, yeah, you just put a little more effort into it to get into that 10 hole. Well, the games were more, the games were more intense. It seemed like the game. And one thing I love is when the score comes down a little bit. Now, outside of that, <laughs> the Indiana Pacers, Charlotte Hornets game, which <laughs> got, a little game, ug- got a little ugly. Well, there, that, one, that one, to me, that just proved that Charlotte wasn't quite ready yet. Um, they're going to be dangerous next year, I think. Yeah, but and, and to be honest, the second half was even up. It was just the first quarter they got yeah. bombed and the game was well, over. I mean, but... look at this final from the Boston Washington game, one eighteen to one hundred. That's not a high score in the NBA anymore. Like and really, did, and, and did I call that or what? Yeah, you did. And, and, yeah. and on top on top of that, never ever ever like let it, all teams know this. Never ever ever read Paul Banz's biography to your team. <laughs> it's a bad idea it's just not a good idea it just doesn't work it's just too much it's too emotional it is got his you know but then bog, look at the next night. pop for that so uh, oh yes he did uh the next night memphis 196 with a win lakers 103 and the warriors only score 100 points against the lakers i mean and, uh and Jimmy the, Butler cries. Then, you know, Memphis wins in overtime. A game that goes to overtime, 117 to 112. I mean, that's a big game there. And it's a defensive game. Now, obviously, the Wizards put up 142 on the Pacers. Um, you know, obviously, when the games start to get out of hand, things get a little, a little right, different. You, but but you, you're right, though. You'd have an argument if they'd have played the first four play-in games, let's say. And the margin of victory would have been, you know, like 30 points yeah. or something. Yeah. All right. Then it's like, okay, does this really make any sense to do this? But the games were close. There was, like you said, there was one upset in the second day. Or the, the uh, I don't know what you want to call it, the second round, I suppose. Of, yeah, for lack, I mean, the second for lack of a better For lack of a better term. And that's enough reason if you're another franchise. Like, if you're a franchise now that fell into the 11th spot, who was behind Memphis? Oh, I'd have to look. Now, if you're that team and you, you could that could have been us. Yeah. I mean, Memphis was the nine. Let me see. Or, well, or whoever was 11 in that side of the, of the pool. Because San Antonio was the 10. Uh, the teams that missed out in the East, uh, the Bulls were the first team out. And in the way, the Pelicans were okay, the first sir. team out. And they were what? Uh, okay, they were only two games behind. Two games back, yeah. 
So you 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 get your act together for two more games, and that that could be you playing there instead of them. So yeah. Well, for some franchises that maybe don't have the uh, financial wherewithal, or yeah. the raw or the roster, or, or even or even this, or even national TV exposure. How many nationally well, well, televised yeah. games is Memphis on this year? Not many. How many nationally televised games are the Hornets on or or Indiana? Not a lot, probably. Exactly. I mean, even if even for these teams now, like if you're the Memphis Grizzlies, like you've got to figure they've got to be beating the daylights out of their uh, uh, regional television and advertising, and because this was something we probably didn't think we were really going to get, probably. Well, I mean, they thought they had a chance, but I don't think they really expected to sneak in. But they did. I mean, and this year's a little bit different, but like if you were, uh, okay, let's say New, you were New Orleans and you snuck into that 10th spot, let's say. Hey, that's okay. a team that could do some damage if they're, if they're healthy. Yeah, not only could you maybe go on a bit of a run, but that's going to, how does that not help you sell tickets for next exactly. year? Exactly. Exactly. It's like, oh, we were almost there. Now, next yeah. year, you got hype for the season. Yeah. yeah, look what we did. And, and, and could attract free agents to the market that normally would yeah. go. There's all kinds of, of good reasons to try to get into those spots, in my opinion. Oh, I agree. I agree with you 100%. So, I like it personally. I think it should stick around. I'm for it. I say let's keep it going. And as a fan, I think people I think people really enjoy seeing this kind of thing go on. I think fans really like this kind of thing. I mean, can't, I mean in all seriousness, I know some people might say yes. Can you really have too much playoff sports? Is it possible to have too much? <laughs> In reality, no. But I think you can. I mean, I could. Yeah, they could have. Like, they could have overdone it. Like, if these. Okay, no seven. We're gonna have these. Are gonna be like two out of threes or three out of fives or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that, that would have been too much. much. Yeah, <laughs> making them game, two out of three or three. One game. I like it. I like it. And, and you know what the league is saying? You know what? You don't want to do one win or go home. You don't like that? Fine. Don't don't get stuck in that spot. Get up into that top yeah. six. It yeah, makes you play sick. harder in the regular season. Well, hockey is uh, and to tie that into my favorite sport, of course. Uh, the, the, the NHL is already they, – they've put together a committee. We've got to study this because this seems to be – like they saw those ratings numbers, oh, right? yeah, they, they did. And they went, okay, uh, maybe this is something we need to look at to spice up our playoffs. Yeah, why not? I mean, it, what could it hurt? Right? Okay. Well, what is the single greatest sports tournament in existence? In, uh, uh, NHL hockey playoffs. Nothing better. Uh, for formula. Oh. What would, you, what would you say? Probably the NCAA tournament. That's exactly. And why is it so great? Because it's one and done, baby. Anybody and, can win. And the C, you know, what is the what is the part everybody watches the most? Selection Sunday. Selection Sunday. And it's like, oh my God, there are fourteen. Oh, Jesus, man! If we'd have won a couple of games more, we'd have been a we could have been an easy seven or a six or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. And all that. And look at all the conversation. All the teams that get mentioned that probably wouldn't get a second thought. I mean, granted, there's a lot more NCAA teams than there are professional franchises, but of course, I mean what? I mean, who 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 would have been talking about uh, 
I mean, the Memphis Grizzlies, even if they'd have finished eighth in a regular playoffs, nobody, nobody's, gonna, nobody. nobody's talking about them. But I tell you no. what, you know what I heard on ESPN radio the day after that game? It wasn't Steph Curry who had a great game, 39 points. It wasn't Draymond Green who had a triple-double. Andrew Wiggins had a double-double, 22-10. and 10. Even, you know, Jordan Poole, nice game. Everybody was talking about Ja Morant and how oh, this kid well. turned himself into a superstar. And, and I got news for everybody out there. He already was one. He was a superstar before this game. You just wasn't paying attention. You just didn't know. That's right. But that's, you know, what does, let's be honest. I mean, I'm not even an American, and even I know. America loves an underdog story. They do. They do. They and nobody it. expected Memphis to win that game. And they come out and they do it on the road in Golden State. And I got to tell you, Tim, I bet the NBA is a little pissed that the Warriors didn't get in. A yeah. little bit. Just a little bit. The trouble with that, though, is they, they can, they probably, you're probably right. But the only way they were going to get in is, is maybe with the risk of the Lakers not getting in. Well, they would have been, actually, I thought they would beat Memphis at home because they were the, supposed to be the eight seed. So. Even this playing tournament cost Golden State uh, a spot in the playoffs. And to me, it came down to the execution on defense. I felt Steph Curry was a defensive liability. John Morant was able to get into the paint at will. He was having guys switch on to him. And when you have a guard like Steph Curry, who is a great guard, who is a fantastic shooter, probably the best shooter in NBA history, but he is a defensive liability in my eyes. Well, somebody um, somebody mentioned on your you had made that comment on social media. Yeah, and somebody had said, "Well, if he outscores whoever he's guarding, that's a win." Okay, I see. Uh, well, it is in theory. In theory, that in, is correct. However, unfortunately, defense is always not predicated on one-on-one coverage. Well, here's <laughs> the issue: when you have a game where Steph Curry scores thirty-nine, John Morant scores thirty-five. And you're relying on other guys to kind of pick up the slack. Normally, I would have taken Golden State. Golden State only had four other players in double figures, whereas Memphis, well, they had five and two very, very close. And would you believe who stepped up big for Memphis? Grayson Allen, four threes. Oh, yeah. I know you don't like him. I know he they, uh, figured know out he, a way to tie both his feet together so he couldn't trip anybody. Well, he went four or five from three and hit a bunt, and he he finished plus seventeen in the plus minus. I mean, I mean uh, a good day. I mean, I will always say he had that four any, steals. Anybody who played for Duke will forever be tainted with the stench of Duke. However, <laughs> however, Grayson Allen has also spent a couple of years in basic NBA obscurity. He has. And he has toughed it out and stayed and he's there. Learned his, he's learned his role, and, too. Yes, and apparently he's worked on his personal part of it and his game and has decided, all right, if I'm going to play, I've got to be able to do this and this and this, and that's actually what he's doing. So good for him. About he's time learned somebody learned that lesson. He has learned his role as a solid bench producer, and he is a he was a vital part in that win for Memphis. So as much right. as I don't like him, I can I will give kudos where kudos are due, and they're due to him. So okay, well, hey, you got to tip your hat to the guy. All yeah. right, here's what let's let's do this. Let's take a timeout, pay some bills from our good friends at the law offices of Stephen P. New. 
And of course, we're gonna head on over to the strip camp. Don't we? Side. Don't we? Don't don't. Doesn't Stephen P. New give us money so we don't have to pay bills? Isn't that, isn't that how that works? Uh, you know, whatever you want to call it. But right, nevertheless, let's hear from our great sponsors, law offices of Stephen P. New and StripCampFund.com. We'll be back and we'll talk about round one of the playoffs right after this. Personal injury, product liability, workplace accidents, mesothelioma law. Social Security Disability, Unfair Insurance Practices, Family Law, Employment Discrimination, and more. All this can be handled at New Law Office with Stephen P. New. It's New Law Office with Stephen P. New. You can get your free consultation today by calling 1-800-208-9169 or 304-362-7345 for your free consultation. A new level of personal service, whether you've been injured or facing divorce or experiencing workplace discrimination, you can rely on compassionate, thorough representation from New Law Office. Be sure to contact Stephen P. New Law Office at newlawoffice.com or again get your free consultation at 1-800-203-9169. Stephen P. New, answers to your legal questions. Are you tired of the same old average everyday lifestyle and the same old job that has you making less money than what you know you're worth? Well, you should head on over to stripcamfun.com. On stripcamfun, there are tons of eligible men and women waiting to perform for you, and you can join in on the fun yourself. Just head on over at stripcamfun.com where you can strip on cam and have some fun. If you get there right now, you'll get to see some of the most beautiful women, men, and whatever else your heart desires. And you can take advantage of the good times being had on stripcamfun.com. Make sure you get there right now and let them know that Wide Men Can't Jump brought you over. Because stripcamfun.com is not just for everyone. Must be 18 years of older to join in on the good times. Strip Cam Fun, be sure to visit right now at stripcamfun.com where you can strip on cam and have some fun. Thanks again to our wonderful sponsors at New Law Office. Check them out. Actually, New Taylor and Associates, I have to say. Check them out and stripcamfun.com. And what a sign on the side of that building, eh? Beautiful building. You and I had the chance to see the inside of it when we did a Zoom call with him. That's a whoo. A nice well, building. not not a, not a lot of people know this, but we have a suite in that building for a sports-related law issues. Both well, of yeah. us being, both of us, you know, having such great connections in the sports world. We have so many connections, you just don't even realize it. Let's dive into the playoffs. They opened up yesterday, round one. Um, man, and we kicked it off with a banger. What a what a great first game. Overtime, the three seed Bucks take on the six seeded Heat. In the first round, a uh, great game for both teams. Duncan Robinson had 24. Yaron Dragic had 25. Jimmy Butler with 17 and 10. Bam Adebayo had 9 and 12. Kendrick Nunn had 10. Tyler Hero with 10. So the Heat, man, they just play different come playoff time. Yeah. They always do. Riddle me this, Nathan. Yeah. If you may. I will. What what is the and I don't know the answer to this question. We need Jeffrey on today for this, but uh, yes. Uh, what is the average amount of three point shot attempts in a game over a, over an NBA season for a team? Probably depends on the team, honestly. 
Well, but okay, but the average, but league wide, you know, is it what in in the thirties probably? Uh, average NBA average three point shot, a shot attempts in a game. Okay, oh, you I, know what? I'll do some. I'll do some looking here. Because when I looked at the box score, that re- it, that jumped out at me immediately from Miami. According they were, to this, it goes up every year. Probably because everybody's shooting them these days, so. Uh, league average three point attempts this season, 34 and a half. All right. That's what I thought. It was around the, in the thirties somewhere. It's pretty funny because if you go all the way back, just 2005, 2006, you know how many it is? 15, 16. Yeah. 15. And it's went up every single year. There has not okay, been a year so, where it has not went up. So it's without looking, it stayed the same. Actually, I take that back. It went down between 2010 and 2011. It went from 18.1 to 18. So it did drop a little bit. But <laughs> All right. So it, there's been an explosion of three points per game. Like, if you go back and look at 2011, 2012, uh, 18 three-pointers per game. We're now up to 34.6 attempts per game. Okay. So, am I, so then am I reading this correct when um... – Miami is 36 of 99. Uh, okay. That's field Okay. They shot they were, 20 of 50 from three. They tried 50 three-pointers. Yeah, they did. 50. Yeah, they did. Okay, well, that's a serious... Milwaukee uh, only shot 31 threes. Here's right. the crazy part. Milwaukee went 5 of 31. Miami went 20 of 50. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Miami actually shot much better. I mean, of their 107 points, they got 60 of them from the three-point line. Well, they shot 40% from three. Yeah, right. Milwaukee only shot 16%. They only got 15 of theirs from there, and they still won. How many times do you shoot 16% from three-point range and and win a game? I mean, Not very often. Not very well, often, but but it was but it was a good game to start it out. Although I I not surprised uh, Milwaukee won. Kind of surprised that it was as tough as it was. Well, I mean they didn't really score all that well. I mean three guys were in the twenties. The surprise was Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez had eighteen and eight, but Giannis with twenty six and eighteen. Chris Middleton hits the big shot at the end of the game. Twenty seven six and six for him. Drew Holiday had 20 with 11 rebounds. I mean, Dante DiVincenzo had 10 rebounds on his own. I mean, Bobby Portis played, had eight. It, it was kind of a an effort. That nothing, I'm off the, nothing, nothing, really, off, nothing off the bench for them either. Really. Yeah, they had a really poor bench day. P.J. Tucker is a good defender, but he only shot one shot. Uh, really, nobody stepped up big off the bench. And for them to play a Heat team that shot 40% from the floor – and really, what what the difference in the ball game, Tim, to me, was Jimmy Butler. He did have 17 points. He did have 10 rebounds. He only shot 18% from the floor. Yeah, four four of 22. Four of 22. Not going to get it done. Three. He did. He did get 10. He did shoot seven of 10 from the free throw line, but. That's not going to get the job done playing 45 minutes. It's just not. But also, uh, they didn't get to the line much either. That's going to happen in playoff basketball. You don't get nine, to the line as much. Only 19 attempts, which isn't that many for a normal game. So, well, well look, I look at it this way. 
this was a series that happened last year in the second round that a lot of people thought was a big upset that Miami was able to get past Milwaukee. And Milwaukee didn't play great yesterday, but they got that first game. They got that win. How often, like you said, are they going to shoot 16% from the floor and lose? How often are they going to get, you know, because they only got, they got to the line 20 times, whereas Miami only got to the line 15 or excuse me, 19. They got to the line 33 times. So again, offensive rebounds were big. Milwaukee had 15, whereas um, Miami had 12 overall, 17 turnovers for Miami, 17 turnovers for Milwaukee. So, again, Is it, it was very kinda, even game. It was kind of like, I mean, I didn't watch all of it, but what I did watch kind of looked like, okay, when's the last time these two teams play? Because they sort of looked like, off a little bit, if that well, makes again, sense. Well, again, you got to remember the whole idea that you know these teams are coming off a little bit of a rest because it's well, that's been what almost, it looked like. Been almost a week since they had played. Okay, well, that might be why. So you may we may see like game two might be a quite a bit more spirited affair, absolutely, than what we, than what we saw in uh, game one. But I thought that was a great game to kick off the first uh, playoff. Um, now that we've seen game one, who do you think wins that series and how many, uh, and what, what do you think? I think Milwaukee will win. How many games uh, do you think it goes? But it might take them six to do it. I'm going to take Milwaukee in six as well. I think that for them to win that game that they won in that manner and they didn't play that great, I think they'll win this series in six. All I, mean, right. I, would, I would assume Miami has to get at least one at home. They'll get, I think they'll get two at home. Uh, that's a tough place so, to go. Yeah. So that's, yeah, five or six, but I think Milwaukee wins. All right, let's go to Dallas and the Clippers, the four and five out west. I actually wrote an article, uh, which is available over at the game day. Check that out. I wrote on uh, betting tips for this series. Clippers lose to <laughs> Dallas at home. <laughs> Was that a short article? Don't. <laughs> the Mavericks beat the Clippers. Uh, Let's take a look at some of the stats. Doncic with 31, 10, and 11. That kid's unreal. (laughs) He's unbelievable. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith had 18. Porzingis with 14. Tim Hardaway Jr. played big. 21 for him. Jalen Brunson with 15. So a good night for Dallas to get that win. Clippers kept it close. Like the final score of the game doesn't show how close this game really was at the end. I think it was within Clippers were within five and Dallas just pulled away at the end. Uh, what do you think Dallas there with that, with that kind of box score, you know, 31 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists for Luka Doncic. He finishes at plus 19 in the plus minus. I don't know what it is about the LA Clippers. You look at that team on paper and you go, these guys should be better than they are. And they're pretty good, but they should be better. And we saw this last year in the playoffs where they kind of just, I don't know, you know, almost not disinterested, but not playing with a whole lot of fire for some reason. Uh, You know, I don't know what was going on there. They got down early. Kawhi had a great game, 26 and 10, four steals, five assists. Paul George, 23, six and five. Then it kind of fell off. I mean, Nick Batum at 11 and 7. Rondo stepped up and played well, 11 and 4 and 4. 
Uh, Pat Beverly had 10. They are lacking at the four spot. I thought Serge Ibaka would play better at the four than he has been. Uh, he only had eight. He only played 12 minutes. They've been playing Zubak more there at the four, him and Marcus Morris. Zubak's playing the five. They got Morris at the four. And I just don't think Marcus Morris is the guy that you need to go to at that position. I, I want more Ibaka. I want Ibaka. If I'm the well, Clippers, I'd play him a little more. I mean, in the Clippers, when this, to end the season, they were horrible. I think they were like four and six in their last ten. And uh, Dallas was on fire. Couldn't do anything wrong when the season ended. Uh, I don't know. I just don't see a whole lot of a lot of. I mean, the Clippers kind of. It's not a lot of urgency in them. For they're kind of lackadaisical. They sometimes I think, need to get slapped around a bit before they wake up and start playing. So I think I'm not that's, sure. I think them losing this game is going to wake them up. Personally, I think Kawhi Leonard is going to take charge and take over. Well, he better because if he doesn't, they're going to get Doncic to death and they're going to be gone. So. I just I, I really think that they're going to wake up and then the next game they're going to win and I think it won't be as very close. I think they'll win by ten or eleven next game. The Clippers will and they'll even this series up. Um, I, I love Doncic. I don't see Tim Hardaway Jr. scoring twenty one points very often. I mean, he went five of nine from three. How often does Tim Hardaway Jr. go five of nine from three, eight of thirteen from the floor? D- uh, Finney Smith seven of nine. He went four of five from three. That just doesn't happen often. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. Um, you're not going to see that out of those guys every game, and I think that production will fall off. I like Dallas. I like Luka. I think they're a good team, but I honestly, Tim, between you and me, I think this loss will wake the Clippers up. I think the L.A. Clippers are going to make a run in this playoffs. Cool. I, I mean, they're down 1-0 now, but I'm serious. I really believe when we talk Wednesday, we're going to see a different L.A. Clippers team. And if I'm wrong... I'll admit it, but I think the LA Clippers, to me, they're my pick to go to the NBA Finals out of the West. I think this will wake them up. Mm. I don't know if I like them quite that much, but let's be honest, Dallas is kind of a one-trick pony. If you can slow, again, you got to slow Luka down. If he's if he's off a little bit, and we saw this last year. This series happened last year. Luka and Dallas, they're exciting. They won some big games against the Clippers. Clippers put them away in six. I'm seeing the same thing here. I think the Clippers bounce back, put them away in six. Um, I think they just the Clippers have got to wake up. That's their thing. They they can't be lackadaisical. The playoffs have started, guys. You get one mulligan, well, that was it. Yeah, you can't have um, your two best players barely outscoring their one best player. That's not going to get it done. Yeah, and Some, Porzingis did not have that great of a game. No, so some somebody from I mean, okay, what Leonard had twenty six and Paul George had twenty three. Not that there's anything wrong with 26 and 23, but one of those guys needs to be 35. I mean, I could see that. Like, I think, oh. honestly, I think Kyle Leonard needs to do what he did in Toronto and just take over. See, but he didn't do that last year. And, and notice where and, they went. Yeah, and in the bubble. That's why I say, if, if they don't wake up, and they better wake up in the next game, because if they go down 2-0. Two, if they go down 2-0 going back to Dallas, it's going to be a long road to hoe. I won't, yeah, I won't say that they can't get out of that 2-0 hole, but it's going to be a hell of a lot more work than 1-1. Yeah. So I, I 100% agree with you. They don't play again until Tuesday. So we'll see what happens Tuesday, but, but I, I'm, yeah. I'm with you. But, but, I don't, but I also don't dispute what you said. I mean... The Clippers should beat Dallas. 
they should, but will they? That's the the real thing. I'm taking the Clippers in six. I'm still going to say it. I, it might even take them seven. It might. I'm still going in six. because I, uh, I think once they get on a roll, but I'm taking Clippers in six. Are you going Clippers in seven? I'll, I'll yeah, but but I tell you, a small part of me wouldn't mind seeing the Clippers and the Lakers both get sent back. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be that mad about it. <laughs> Truth be told, it, it would be a rather interesting. Could you scenario. imagine that? Could you imagine if both the Clippers and the Lakers are out in the first round? Well, can you imagine the discussions at NBA head office when the, the Warriors, <laughs> the Clippers, and the Lakers are all gone? Oh my and goodness, that would be. And they've got and they got nobody from California in the in the playoffs left. We got Utah and Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> somehow we got to jump on board the Utah Phoenix train somehow. We'll yeah, that, that, yeah, that'd be bizarre. But anyway, we'll talk about those, uh, those teams in a minute. Uh, next game, net Celtics, uh, Celtics kept it close for a while there. Um, 104.93. Oh, they were hanging in there at one point. And... Celtics is biggest problem, man. If they had Jalen Brown, I'm telling you, they would be given, this this Nets team fits. Unfortunately, no Jalen Brown, and it hurts. Tatum played great, twenty two points. Uh, Marcus Smart had seventeen. Fournier with ten. Walker had fifteen. Robert Williams. By the way, Robert Williams just turned into a great player. Uh, really like his game. Uh, he had eleven and nine. He only played twenty two minutes. They're just missing. They're just missing Jalen Brown. The injury bug has, has bit the Clippers. Unfortunately. Uh, on the other side, Durant, 32-12. and 12. Kyrie had 29. Joe Harris only had 10. But Harden with 21, 9, 8 with four steals. I mean, four guys in double figures, and one of them was Joe Harris with 10. It's going to be the big three. They're going to share the ball with each other. But I think they're going to have to get some of their teammates involved. I really do. They need to get Nicholas Claxton going. They need to involve Blake Griffin. He played 20 minutes, only had one point. I mean, I'm looking here at Jeff Green. He only had three. Landry Shamet didn't even score. Uh, I don't know, man. The big three, like, I think the Nets are probably going to get to the NBA Finals. I really do. But they've not played together enough in the regular season to convince me they're going to get there. Does that make sense? Yeah. They're, they're also, I mean, 26 points from the charity stripe. Uh I mean, granted, you got to make them, but I, I, I don't know, man. Like Brooklyn should be—they should be better than that. One and like, eight, one of eight from three for Durant. Two of eight from Kyrie. Two of eight from James Harden. They still win by nine. Yeah, I mean, you got to figure that. You know, they—they they were what eight of thirty-four from three point. That ain't yeah. happening. It's probably not happening again. Yeah, so. that, that's not going to happen often. Now, I know a lot of people are calling for the brooms on this one. I'm giving Boston one. I think, yeah, I'll be generous and give them one, and I don't know about that. I think they'll that. get one. I'll take the Nets in five, but I think Boston will squeak one out. I really do. I mean, if the over under is five, is five, I, I'm taking the I'm taking five. Yeah, I'm putting the I'm putting the house on five. But like, I, I just I don't, can't see. I don't see it going more than five. I, I just well, look don't. at it this way. Okay, yes. If they were going to do to me, if Boston was going to steal one in Brooklyn, that was their game to do it. Right. I think they'll win one at home, but I don't think. I mean, it was what? It was fifty-three to forty-seven at the half. Yes. Okay. Then, then Boston gets outscored fifty-seven forty in the second half. So, if Brooklyn wakes up, which they started to a little bit in that game, 
Boston just they, I mean, it's not that the Celtics are horrible because they're not. No, they're, they're just, not. They're not. They just, they're just not. They're not at full strength. They're not at full strength. They don't have the matchups to compete with Brooklyn. They just don't. But then not a lot of teams do. So, yeah, no, this this one is over. Sorry, but it was over before it started, in my opinion. But anyway. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. Sorry. Sorry, Ed. But, sorry, Nick. <laughs> sorry, Nick. We'll, we'll give you the pity we win. Of, we got a lot of Boston listeners, so we apologize. We'll give, we'll give you one pity win at home, but that's it. <laughs> that's all you're getting. Oh. Next up was Portland and Denver, uh, 123-109 winner for the Blazers as they beat Denver. Now, I don't want to say that old Nate Bush was, was was telling people about this, but I told you, man, Portland, they got some help for Dame. McCollum's back healthy, and they're scoring. They're playing good. I mean, Denver's not a bad team, but I think Denver losing Murray is going to cost them the series. I really do. It's a pretty big, pretty big hole to fill. I mean, it is. I mean, and I'm not saying Murray's just anybody because he's not. But if you have Murray beside Porter Jr., who had 25, Jokic had 34 and 16, where they're missing out in this game, Jokic only had one assist. You got to get more out of him from that because he is a great passing big yeah. man from the post. He's got to be able to get into the post, get position, and find a guard. Find a cutter, find something, because he's so good at passing the ball from the post. But, I mean, Aaron Gordon had 16. Uh, Monte Morris had 10. But Austin Rivers, 6. I mean, they're really just, they're missing Jamal Murray. And I just don't think they're going to be able to fill that void that he has left. And we basically saw almost a repeat game of the game they played uh, to end the season. Yeah. Then look at Dame. Dame with 34 and 13 assists. McCollum had 21. Uh, Nurkic 16 and 12. He finally starting to look healthy again. Mello 18. Look out for Mello. <laughs> Did you see where the, the Denver crowd was booing Mello? Oh, too bad for the Denver crowd. Uh, I mean, I kind of laughed a little bit because I'm like, guys, you traded him to the Knicks and he played for Houston. You're just now mad. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about holding the grunge in that. Yeah, must be really? that high. Must be that high altitude or must something. Be. Simon's had 14. Don't sleep on this Blazers team. <laughs> Do not sleep on this Blazers team. They are dangerous. Like if, if they win this game, or let's say the Blazers win this series and they'll play either the Lakers or the Suns. Either they could beat either one of those teams. I think the Blazers are that good. They just dealt with so many injuries in the season. They could have easily snuck up into the top four. It's just their injuries hurt them so much. And the West was so close. They're dangerous, in my opinion. Again, Portland, another team. They got a couple of big scores, and then they got a whole bunch of guys around them who seem to know. Like uh, Covington is they an finally, example. For they finally. Got help for for Lillard and McCollum. That was well, they, the key. But they got guys who okay, you're like Covington's not going to score 25 points or anything no, like but that. But he's, he's a fantastic defender. But he's going to go well based on the fact that he was had eight points but was a plus 21. Exactly. exactly. He went out there and does what he what they need him to do. Doesn't try to do anything else or not much of it anyway. Yeah. Plays and they play within their system and look what happened. I think Denver is in big trouble. 
I do too. And, and I like Denver. I, I'm not trying to shame Denver here. And no, I think, no, I, no think the Joker, I think the Joker should probably win MVP, either he or Joel Embiid. I think they, either one of them should win MVP. And we'll talk about that Wednesday as well as the, the awards. Cause they did announce all the finalists. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I'm taking Portland. I'm going to take Portland in seven. I think Portland wins this series in seven because it seems like every year these two teams play, it goes to seven. Uh, I, I can go along with that. I, I might even lean towards six. Okay. We've agreed so far on every every series. That's kind of maybe a little scary. Even the upsets. So I don't well, know. I mean, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. The chances of us both being right across the board aren't very good. So sure. All right, uh, today's games as we get into it. Actually, you know what? Before we talk about today's games and the other series, let's take our final break and let's hear from our good friends over at Stay Classy Meats and Atomic Comics and Collectibles. They, I went by their store the other day, drove by and saw it. Looking great. Look like they're going to have their store open in no time. So excited for those people down there at Atomic Comics. Are we, are we going to be doing a uh, on location from Atomic Comics and Collectibles? That, that's the game plan. Hopefully, hopefully. Cool. Yeah. So we will, uh, we will see what we can do on that, but all right, we're going to take a time out. Be right back right after this. If you're into comic books and collectibles, then you are going to want to check out atomic comics and collectibles, LLC. They buy and sell comic books, action figures, pop Funkos, vintage video game system, vinyl records, and other collectibles. Retro and vintage collectibles are their specialty. They have fair and competitive pricing on all their items. Their prices will make you say, Oh my God! Currently, they run on Facebook, and they're in the process of getting their own storefront in Logan, West Virginia. Give their Facebook page a like and keep updated on new merchandise and announcements for Comic-Cons and store opening in your area. They do ship, but only within the United States at this time. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, where yesterday's memories are today's future. If you are looking for anything comic book or collectible-wise, you are going to want to do one thing. Assemble. And head over to Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Check out their Facebook page, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Stay Classy Meats is your online meat market where you can get the best quality meat for competitive prices. Head on over to stayclassymeats.com and use the promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order. That's right, if you head to stayclassymeats.com, you can save 10% on your order with promo code WIDEMEN, but that's not all. Not only will Stay Classy Meats give you 10% off, they're also throwing in a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Make sure you get over to stayclassymeats.com right now to check out their selection. Whether it be pork, ribs, chicken, steak, bison, ribeye, or any other type of meat that you desire, you can get it at stayclassymeats.com. They are high-quality meat that you will not want to miss out on. If you like to eat well and eat clean and eat some of the best quality product out there, Stay Classy Meats is for you. Again, head to stayclassymeats.com right now. Thanks to our great sponsors again, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, and Stay Classy Meats. It's grilling season. Check out Stay Classy Meats, folks. Use that promo code WIDEMEN. Save yourself 10% on that order. 
I did my first grilling of the year yesterday. Man. Oh yeah, I grill all I grill all year. It doesn't matter how cold it is. Uh, I haven't been this year, but I uh, I got the Smokies going yesterday. That's pretty good. That all right. Yeah, not too bad. Bogus Smokies. How you feel about them? Let me know. Hey, little smoke. The little smoky sausages. Uh, these are about you know I don't know, eight nine inches. Oh, like, okay, okay. Two are they just two? like smoked sausages or whatever? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, two and a half, two, three inches in diameter. This may sound weird, but I'm a fan. <laughs> Shocker, right? Yeah, I was going to say, that list of, like, you're like me, the list of food you won't eat is way, way shorter than the one, you know, not much on that list. Well, let's uh, let's dive into this series. 76ers, Washington Wizards. Sixers got the win earlier today, 125-118. Quite the ball game. Russell Westbrook, 16 points, 14 assists. Bradley Beal had a great game, 33-10 and 10 for him. Uh, Hachimura had 12. Alex Lynn had 12. Davis Bertans with 14. Um, you know, I think you got to get more out of Westbrook than that. 16 and 14 is not going to do it. Yeah, granted, he was, you know... Got people involved, but he's got to, Westbrook's got to put up at least 25 for them to have a chance. This is just, this is not a deep team for Washington. No. They've got a couple of guys, but in terms of just players coming off the bench, they are not deep enough to to do it with spreading the ball around. It's got to be him. It's got to be Bill. If they got a chance at beating Philly. And who, I mean, talk about the hero of uh, the 76ers, Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris, he had a great game. 37 points. Playing wow. like he's half his age or something. Like I don't even know how I don't even know how old Tobias Harris is. I mean he's not. He's only 28. So well, Joel and Bead got got his 30 points. Ben Simmons, six points, but 15 rebounds, 15 assists. I mean, Ben Simmons, of course, misses a three. Simmons uh, looked really, really good on defense, though. He he played he very he's, he's well on fantastic, defense. He's a fantastic defender. I'll never take that away from him. He was he he was giving Washington fits on the on, on his own end of the court. So yeah, I mean, he he finished at plus eighteen in the plus minus. He had you know, like I said, six points. So yeah, he, he played well. Seth Curry with fifteen. Danny Green with eleven. Uh, George Hill with eleven. I think you gotta if you're Washington, you gotta realize Joel Embiid's gonna get his. You gotta let him have his for the most part. Um Tobias Harris is not gonna score thirty seven every night. I mean, even with Tobias Harris scoring thirty seven, they still won by seven. Seven. So this game was close for I mean the first half was. was close it was. and it wasn't it wasn't really uh uh, it was still in doubt into the fourth quarter. So yeah, I mean, Bradley Beal had a great game. If Westbrook plays better, Harris plays a little worse. Who knows? I still think Philly will come out on the other side of this one, just because of the depth they have. They're a little bit deeper than Washington. I think Washington is Washington to me is about a player away. They need one more really good player, and they could really be very very tough to deal with i'll take philly i think philly gets it done in six i think washington will get a couple um but i think philly wins this one in six yeah. but i'll tell you this tim i don't think philly makes it out of the second round well not looking i mean they they'll either didn't... play the hawks or they'll play the knicks 
And I don't think they get past yeah. either one of those teams. Yeah, I don't like their odds. Uh, I mean, granted, they're the favorite. I mean, they are the one seed. They're considered the best team in the East. I don't know. I just – I feel like if Atlanta gets past New York, Atlanta would give the Philadelphia 76ers fits. I really do. Yeah, the the 76ers, too, they're like one play away from not having him beat in the lineup. I noticed today he didn't play a whole lot of minutes. He only yeah, played, he only 30, played like about 30, thirty minutes. He played thirty minutes, which I mean, they're they're trying to nurse him along. Granted, he had thirty I, points. So. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not suggesting he's hurt or anything, but they do know that. Like, I mean, against Toronto last or two years ago, he got tired. He was yeah. spent. So they're kind of watching his minutes a little bit. But if he if without him, they can't win either. Well, they so, still have Dwight Howard, and of course, Dwight Howard's not Joel Embiid, but he he fills in okay for them there. Um, again, they're going to need Embiid to play more minutes than that, and especially if they get past Washington. Yeah, but you, when you look at uh, when you look at Philadelphia's bench, though, and that's to me is also their big one of their big Achilles heels. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, they don't get a lot of minutes, and the guys who did play any amount of minutes at all, look at those plus minus numbers. I know. Minus 13, minus 14. They can't afford to have those guys out on the court for too long. Yeah. They just right. can't. They just can't. So when they Again, get into against, get in against a team with some more depth than what Washington has, Philadelphia is in trouble. Yeah. I, again, I think they get by. I think they get done in, in at least six. I mean, maybe they do it in five, but I'm still going to yeah. go with six. I'm going to go with the five and a half. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give the TR numbers five and a half. Yeah, f- f- and I'm putting three units. <laughs> I, I wrote a I wrote a ten page paper for my grade nine uh, Delco science report. Uh, which <laughs> what's closer to is five and a half closer to five or six TR God. debates? Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with uh, Philly and six. What do you think? Yeah, uh, said, I, I think I'll take Philly and five. Uh, but all bets off. If anything happens to Joel Embiid, then I don't yeah. know anymore. Then I don't know anymore. But hopefully that doesn't happen. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. So yeah, I don't. I don't want to see anybody get hurt either. I really don't. So we'll see where we end up on this one. Um, again, I'm still making that prediction. I just don't see them getting out of the second round. I really don't. That's just me. All right, game going on as we record. Suns, Lakers. Suns are up by nine, 86-77, nine minutes to go. Uh, Chris Paul went down earlier with a little bit of a shoulder injury, but he's back and he's back in the game. Man, Devin Booker's playing un- unreal. He's got 30 points right now. And uh, DeAndre Ayton's had a nice game as well. He is 18-10. and 10. Cam Johnson with 10 off the bench. Paul's got eight assists. Uh, Suns playing well at home on the other side. Lakers. LeBron, 18, 6, and 9. Uh, Drummond with 12. Schroeder with 11. Anthony Davis, only 9 points yeah, so well, far. Look, He's look had a that, rough game. Look at that shooting percentage there. Have a, have a gander. Yeah, 30, 30% shooting for not, Anthony Davis. Not so good. And a minus 15 on the board yeah. for him. Montrez Harrell's actually playing better. He's got 12 points, and he's only a minus 1 at the, at the time. So you, Laker, they can't play Lakers, like that. Uh, no, they, they, the Lakers don't. I. I I know they can, they come from behind quite often and at the end of games, but I think they're much better suited to be ahead in the driver's seat 
up by, you know, seven or eight points for the entire game. I think they play way better that way. Yeah. Yeah, they're much better in the driver's seat. I think it, when it comes down to it, player for player, in terms of depth, I think Phoenix is better. Oh, I, I don't think there's any question of that. Uh, player to player, I think they've got a way better team. I think Phoenix, I don't know, man. There's something about this this Phoenix team. They've got the veteran leadership. They've got some good 3 and D guys. They've got a superstar in Devin Booker. Um, Aiton is playing very well in this game. I think he'll play even better. Once he builds some confidence, because I think he can hang with Anthony Davis, he's outplaying Anthony Davis in this game, and he's defending Anthony Davis in this game. Uh, he's in plus 16 right now, if that tells you anything. Well, you got, uh, I mean, James Davis, 27. Uh, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, 35 at the moment. Yeah. And Chris Paul hasn't done much. Um, so, Davis hasn't done much. I'm so. going to say it, Tim. I'm going to say it here. I said in the article I wrote on game day, and I'm going to say it now. Phoenix Suns win this series in seven. I think the Suns' depth will overcome what LeBron is going to do. I really believe, and I know they'll never admit it, no one will ever tell you, at least until the series is over or the playoffs are over. I don't think LeBron is 100%. I don't believe Anthony Davis is even 100%. They're both good enough that it's hard to tell some days. I think LeBron's healthy. I do. Davis, maybe not, but I think LeBron is 100%. LeBron sat uh, in this game real early. They sat him down for a few minutes, and I thought, okay, is he tired? Because he shouldn't be. Well, he didn't play a lot of those late games. Maybe he was. I don't know. I mean, let's not forget. People, you know, it's the same old story. I mean, he's so good. Love him or hate him. But he's going to be 37 years old. He he can't. You know, I mean, he's a freak of nature and all that stuff, and that's fine. But at some point, he's going to start to slow down. I think we've seen it a little bit last year. We've seen it a little bit this year. And then getting hurt didn't help him. No, um, it didn't. The, you know, the Lakers are, if everything, everyone's firing on all cylinders, Lakers are hard to beat. They for, are. For anybody. I agree. But you know, the Lakers have, are actually the betting favorites in this series. How many times can you say a seven seed's been a betting favorite? I, I can't think of any. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I won't say it's never happened, but I'd like to know who the team was and why they would have been picked the favorite. But I don't think the Lakers are going to win. My, Again, my... I think it'll go seven. I think LeBron James will will the Lakers to a seventh game, but Phoenix at home – with this young core, they're hungry. They they think they can do it now, and I think they can. Chris Paul, the veteran, if he stays healthy, and if nobody gets hurt in this series, I'm going to preface it with that. If nobody gets hurt and it just comes down to it, I think we're going to see the Phoenix Suns go over the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, the Lakers, are, they're, they're, they're two stars, let's be honest. That's what they bring to the table. They've both yep. been hurt. They're both a little getting older. Not ancient, but getting older. And unless they both, you know, they got to carry the team. And if they can't or don't, the Lakers lose. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we saw when when both of them were gone how bad they were. And we saw how, I mean, they were average at best with one of them hurt. Yeah. Uh, and Phoenix ain't no slouch. 
Uh, no, they're yeah. not. I mean, it's going to take something for the. I, I just don't. I don't think they can do it. If they go down uh, two nothing. Let's I say Phoenix wins both games at home. Okay. And the and the Lakers go down two nothing. I can't see the Lakers beating them. Taking four out of five from Phoenix, I just can't. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. They don't match up very well once you get past the first two guys. Then stuff gets kind of sketchy. They got no bench to speak of, really. You know, every once in a while, somebody will come off with a big performance off the bench, but generally speaking, they don't. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, but look, at I mean, Phoenix has got a way deeper bench than... Yeah, and they're up 11 right now with eight minutes to go. I mean, granted, that's not... You know, that could be overcome, but it's, it's I mean. Yeah, but it has, has uh, have the Lakers ever led in this game? Maybe right at the very beginning. Maybe right game. at the beginning, but, but I. By the, by the first quarter, they've been losing, and they've been losing ever since, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, they got it close when Paul got hurt, and but he came back in, and that was kind of I it. Mean, I've, I mean, I've had the game on this entire time. And what I've been noticing is, is that yes, the Lakers they they they're getting their points against Phoenix, but they can't seem to stop them. Yeah, that's a problem. You know, they they, they get to within seven or eight, and then Phoenix comes back down and scores three or four unanswered, and it's right back to a ten point lead again. So Chris Paul just made a really nice shot. So. Yeah. Uh, I I you know okay, granted my hatred of the Lakers, I like to see them go out four straight. But I'm also a realist. I mean, I th- I think Phoenix is going to win, but it's definitely probably going to take them. I'm going seven. It's just... probably going to take them the majority to do it, although I hope it's sooner. <laughs> I'm going to go with Phoenix in seven. That's me. All right, two more series to talk about. Neither of these games, as we record, have, play- have been played yet. Uh, we got the Hawks and the Knicks. Both had identical records to end the season. Hawks uh, lost to the Knicks three times this season. Um, the Hawks again, let's take a look. I'll take a look at some of their roster here coming into this. If it will show me the roster, it has decided not to show me the roster. (laughs) I know they got Trey young. So if you need to know that Trey young's on this team, John Collins, Clint Capella, Kevin Huter. I mean, Rajon Rondo is well, Rajon Rondo is in. With the Clippers now, Lou Williams is on. You got you got Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich, there's another one. Clint, Clint Capella. Yes. Uh, some older. Uh, I'm not older guys, but more. Danilo Gallinari players. is in there. Uh, Chris Don Gallinari is another one. DeAndre yeah. Hunter. Yeah, DeAndre Chris, Hunter's another good one. Uh, Sweet Lou Williams. Of no course, Ma- Magic City some, baby. Not to forget Sweet Lou. Uh, this to me, and I mean we haven't seen them play yet, but. Well, the Knicks, again, they own three wins over them. The Knicks played well. Their defense plays great under Tom Thibodeau. They've got Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, Derrick Rose, uh, Alfred Payton. I think Mitchell Robinson is out, which, yes, he is out this uh, the first game for sure. Uh, it says here Mitchell Robinson doubtful to return as the Knicks enter the playoffs. So his injury, he is a rim protector, He's a great, great rim protector. He's a solid player, but they're going to miss him against, especially against John Collins and Clint Capella. The bigs underneath are going to be able to put pressure on Julius Randle because Julius Randle is a great player and he's thrived in this system. 
But I think the the veteran presence that guys like Danilo Gallinari, Clint Capella, Lou Williams, guys that have played in the playoffs, guys that have been there. And then, of course, Trey Young, who's amazing. He's an amazing shooter. DeAndre Hunter's a great shooter. I really like Kevin, Kevin Huter's game. I think they have the right mix of veterans and young guys to get this done. The Knicks, I love their defense. I love their hustle. I love Julius Randle. I think Derrick Rose has found anytime that dude plays with Tom Thibodeau on the bench, I think he just, there's some, something happens. He's just able to put it together and he's playing great. Manuel quickly has been a big surprise this season. He's played really well. The Knicks have options here and they're very, they're a good ball team. I think their legs are going to come out from under them because I think the starters are playing on more minutes than what they normally should. I know how Thibodeau plays his teams. Thibodeau's style of play is a great regular season build. Remember that Bulls team that was the number one seed and got upset when Rhodes got hurt? Guess who was the coach? Tom Thibodeau. His teams are not built for deep playoff runs. They're built for regular season success. I know he's a defensive-minded coach. I know he's a good coach. I, I mean, he was on. He coached my Wolves and got us to the playoffs. But there's something about this that just screams to me, I think the Hawks are going to win this series. And I think the Hawks will win this series. I think the Hawks will beat the 76ers if they win this series. I think the Hawks are an Eastern Conference final team. I really do. I mean, I called them a playoff team to start the season, and a lot of people laughed at me. They're here. I think they've got a chance to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. I really do, and I think they can start that tonight. I'm on the fence. I really like the Knicks. I hate. I mean, that, how strange does that sound? But They're a likable team, truthfully. I like, I like the Knicks. You're probably right, though. The question might be, do they have the steam to that, go? That's my big problem. Losing Robinson and not having the, the steam to get there. I take the Hawks in seven. I think the Hawks will will win it in seven. But be, uh, gonna gonna, be my, I think this is going to be the, the closest, most fault series. This is going to be my uh, my upset series. I'm going to take the Knicks in seven. Okay. All right. Hey, Just, whoever wins this series, honestly. Has Whoever a good wins. shot of getting to the final. I, I, the I honestly, I honestly believe that. I honestly think either one of these teams could be sitting in the Eastern Conference Finals and, and sitting and, and and then on top of that, you maybe get a, a scenario where you've got Brooklyn and Milwaukee beating the living daylights out of one another. I mean, and, maybe. And you hope. Well, that's what you got to hope for, right? Even if it's Philadelphia, let's say you got to kind of hope that those two teams meet and they wear each other out. And you, and you pick up that not easy victory, but you pick up the scraps, so to speak. Happens in 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 hockey all the time, where two better teams play each other and they spend one another trying to yeah. get past each other. Eh? Now, Grant, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that that Philly, if they win against Washington, is going to be a pushover in the second round. I, I'm not saying that. I just think these these two teams match up against Philly pretty well. 
And I think you could see some trouble brewing if Philly is. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying either. I mean, Philly, this is based on Philly that we're seeing right now. Yeah, I mean, they could turn it up for sure. Yeah, it doesn't mean they won't get better and or worse possibly too. Who knows? Um, okay, so apparently there was a hard foul in the Suns-Lakers game and LeBron went down. And, of course, LeBron being LeBron, uh, rolling around on the floor, flopped down mm-hmm. quite a bit. Uh, and then a scrum broke out, what looks like uh, between Cameron Payne and Alex Caruso. And I think Cameron Payne got tossed. Let's see. I'm, I'm watching the replay. Right? Well, this happened at the nine-minute mark. This just popped up on my... Uh, well, they're showing the the uh, some of the stuff that's gone on. So yeah. I don't know if we'll see it or not here. Yeah, because I didn't see... Well, I watched like in the last break, Davis and LeBron walked off the court together. Neither of them looked like they were in any distress. So. Yeah, so Caruso was trying some stuff. Harold comes over. Well, they got to do something the way. I mean, Anthony Davis. They just took a t- took a timeout because he flubbed his first free throw so badly that they called a timeout. Yeah, so LeBron. <laughs> oh God. Now he's. There's a, I don't know if you can find it. There was a shooting, uh, Davis blocked, um, might even have been Devin Booker. He blocked one of his shots and on the way back down to the ground, Booker's hand in the follow through touched him on the arm. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Davis flopped, like he didn't fall to the ground, but you would have thought that somebody reached into his spine and, and disconnected it the way he, yeah, you know, he just became totally discombobulated, and it just looked ridiculous. And I'm just like, come on, yeah, like, you it's... guys have got to do better than that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Go- uh, did you have the golf? You want the golf update? Oh, I know Phil's up big. Phil is up by five shots with six holes to go, and it's going to take a Greg Norman like screw up for him to <laughs> to not bring it on. Why did I not put this money down? I'm telling you. God, well, you know man. what? That has got to be. Since Tiger's done stuff, this has got to be one of the bigger stories in golf in a long time. It is because he it's, was again two hundred forty to one. I mean, Phil has. I mean, Phil's a great player and all that, but he hasn't been a great contending player for quite a while. So good for him, Lefty. And that ain't in the bag yet, though. I so. like Phil. I can't get mad. But man, I wish I'd have put that money down. All right, last series we're gonna look at. Uh, tonight, the late game, Memphis and Utah in Utah. Memphis had a great showing to get in. They beat the Warriors to squeak by and get into the playoffs. Do they have enough to get by this Utah Jazz team? As the, as the can we build it? Yes, we can. Can we lose it? Yes, we can. Uh, there's no way it's going to take a major, major flub job. Yeah, I don't see uh, – Memphis did great getting there. They're a very tough team. Uh, but, man, it's going to take an you're epic gonna, flip. You're going to have to win at least two games in Utah for this to ha- for this to go down. Not it's, happening. It ain't happening. So – or I guess well, technically I suppose you only have to win one if you were going to – well, no, you got to win two. Nah, it would be one technically. Well, no, because you got to play the first two in Utah. So you play the first two, and then if you win, uh, you gotta, yeah, right, you got to win at least one in Utah because you yeah, get three. Yeah, you got to win at least right? one in Utah. I just don't. I mean, the Jazz are a pretty well constructed team. Uh, I'm not sure if they're good enough to win the whole deal or anything like that. 
Well, I'll tell you this. They don't lose at home very often. But they're better. They're definitely better than Memphis, and I can't see any scenario short of, like I said, major injuries or somebody goes in the, completely in the tank. I don't know how Memphis – I don't know what the scenario is for Memphis to beat Utah. I don't it's going to take a lot more than what it took to beat Golden State. Um, I'll take Memphis. I'll take uh, Utah. I'll take Utah in five. I think Memphis might get one at that's, home, but I'm a, that's I'm that's what I was going to say. I'll be I'll be generous and give them one because the sweep is pretty difficult, even when you're better than the yeah. other team. So yeah, I'll I'll go with five. And uh, on a quick live update, uh, Phoenix pushes the lead back to twelve. So. Yeah. I think this game is over. Uh, It's going to come down to it. Phoenix Phoenix wins game one. Game two will get very interesting very quick. Um, Well, that's kind of our little playoff preview there, a little update. You know, we look back at what's happened. We look forward to what's going on. We get our predictions out there. Tim, let's throw this out there. Who is in the NBA finals this year? Well, you're going to give me what? One first day of game ones, and you yeah, want baby. that prediction? Normally, we got to predict it before that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, after every round, we will go back and, and revise. If we... And <laughs> do a mulligan after we yeah, butcher I, I'm going. I'll, go, I'll give mine first. If that All helps. right, you go ahead. Brooklyn Nets, Los Angeles Clippers. I still think, even though they lost game one, I still think the Clippers. I think they'll they'll wake up and they'll get there. And I, I'll take Brooklyn, but I'll take Phoenix on the other side. All right. Because what's happening on this? I said it, it just happened again. The Lakers go down and hit a three pointer and get close. Phoenix comes right back down the court. And that's hard to do. And uh, pound, to do. pounds on a basket, and they're right back to where they started. And the <laughs> Lakers are looking at each other like, "What? What just happened?" Well, I'll tell you this. We'll be back on Wednesday. Wednesday, the new show will be out. We'll update you on what's going on with the playoffs. There'll be some more games to discuss. We're going to talk about sports unwritten rules with Jeff, and uh, he'll be on to talk. And Jeff's been paying attention to hockey as well, so we're going to get a Stanley Cup playoff update from (laughs) Jeff and Tim. And and then I'm going to school Jeff. All right. Well, fine. (laughs) What's the one sport I maybe can (laughs) <laughs> but we're going to talk about that and uh, i'll probably cry because phil mickelson won and i didn't put any money on it even after talking about doing so i will i'll be happy for phil but i'm going to be sad for me uh but other than that i think uh for this week man we just wanted to get a quick episode out i know tim's got a big hockey game coming on soon and i'm going to finish watching some some playoff basketball, man. It's a great time of year to be a sports fan right now. It's it's pretty good. I got to say, it's pretty solid. Uh, it is. Before before we on, go off, uh, what did, go I, I, wa- I watched the uh, North Korean Dark oh, Side Collision Grand. in Korea. Yeah, was that, um, I thought it was really good. I thought Collision in Korea was was very well done. It was really good, but wasn't it almost kind of anticlimactic because nothing really happened. Uh, in a way, you're right. Like, I was sort of waiting for, okay, what's the bombshell that I don't know about? Oh, I didn't think there would be a big bombshell. And there was, I mean, well, I didn't, mind you, I didn't know about Two Cold Scorpio trying to kill Hawk. Oh, I, yeah, I, I didn't either. 
And I'd have to say, uh, I don't know what drugs Two Cold Scorpio is on, but they're I like, they're I like they're very. Scorpio. Oh, I like him too, but the, he's definitely on some because he really thinks he's a killer. And uh, <laughs> well, Scott Norton said Scorp can think what he wants. Yeah, he can talk. Hawk, with, if yeah. Hawk was, you know, feeling like Hawk. <laughs> he, he ate him for well. I think Scott back then Scott Norton would have tore most guys in half. Scott Norton's a monster. <laughs> he was a big. I mean, he was a big roided up dude back dude, then. I met did. I met Scott Norton one time. Nice dude, really great guy. But man, he will eat you alive if he has to. I have to assume that the reason Flair wasn't on is because it was WWE. Is that the logic uh, there? Probably. I thought it was crazy they got an Oki. I th- well, I was expecting, okay, you, you, you got a Noki, but you couldn't get one of the Steiner boys to talk on this thing? Again, that's they probably reached out. They normally reach out to everybody. I mean, okay, uh, so, uh, I mean, okay, Hawk you can't get, fine. Benoit you can't get. I mean, yeah. but after that, I mean, because let's be honest, the, the anchor of that show was a guy that really we don't know whether we can believe a single word he says practically. Here's my thing with that. It seemed like everything Bischoff said, Seemed pretty legitimate and seemed, didn't seem out of the ordinary. Well, I'm not suggesting that he lied about anything, but Bischoff does have a, I mean, they all sort of have a way oh, of yeah, it's angling like, it a bit. I mean, they are trying to get eyes on the product, right? So, oh, yeah. or the show or whatever. So, uh, but it was a good episode. Uh, I, I, I thought it was an episode I didn't think would be much, but it turned out to be a lot better than I thought it would be. The other thing, though, that I really thought was surprising was that Scott Norton was so utterly amazed that North Korea was so backwards. Yeah. And that's kind of like, dude, where, what? You lived in America. You're an American. Like, well, it's one know? of those things where you hear about it, but you don't believe it until you're there experiencing it. But, but no, but like, but like, and I couldn't believe it. they were listening to my phone calls. Really? You don't? You didn't think that was going <laughs> to be going on? You couldn't believe that? Really? Like that would have been a. I would have thought that would have been the first thing they would have been doing. Oh, really? Is that you have to assume your phone is what tapped? What surprised me here. was it took them two hours to get the billiard balls. Yeah, that was a bizarre scenario, though. To yeah. to imagine a country where independent thinking is not only discouraged, but the the, the population doesn't have the capacity to do it. Yeah, that's a that's a frightening thought, but it was it interesting. Is. It was a good show, and uh, yeah, more of that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, that's going to wrap us up for this week. We'll be back here in a few days, and we'll get you more updates, plenty more going on in the world. And, uh, hey, thanks for listening, as always. Thanks to our great sponsors. Support them because they support us. Without them, we couldn't bring you this show. Tim, anything to add before we get out of here? Go Leafs. Go Winnipeg Jets. Well, there you go. Go Wolves. Draft that kid. <laughs> if we please, get our even please, if we don't get our draft pick please just draft someone that can play on the team please <laughs> just keep our draft pick that's what i'm asking not some guy from some country i've never heard of played in the league i've never heard of go bucks back-to-back world champions let's do it <laughs> all right fair enough you always right. got that now i buddy. always have that now all right thanks everybody for tuning in and we'll see you next week on wide men can't jump next week being in like three days enjoy the sports enjoy them we're out later thanks for listening to wide men can't jump on the wide men radio network located at anchor.fm slash wmcj 
Check us out there and download our podcast directly from Anchor or subscribe on one of the many platforms where we're located, including iTunes, Spotify, and more. Thanks to our great sponsors for making this program possible, New Taylor & Associates at newlawoffice.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, located at facebook.com slash Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, Stripcam Fun at stripcamfun.com, as well as Stay Classy Meats, located at stayclassymeats.com. Use our promo code WIDEMEN and save 10% on your order. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Sports Talk with Nate and Tim, and we hope you come back and join us again for our next episode at the same spot you found it last time. Thanks again to the wonderful Horseburner for providing our intro song, as well as all the other content they bring out. Check them out on YouTube, iTunes, Apple Music, and Spotify. Thanks again for listening to Wide Men Can't Jump. We hope to see you back next time. For Tim, this is Nate saying so long for now, and we'll see you again on the next edition of Wide Men Can't Jump.